Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen, always thrilled to be in the place with you today. Listen, our next guest has taken her decade plus skill set and business acumen beyond the boundaries of how most would expect an expert to say, do, or be. This brilliantly potent human has harnessed her Hulk-like disdain for hard sales, tacky self-promotion, and overly competitive sleeve balls as inspiration for serving entrepreneurs and founders with better ways to build their business. When she's not wearing her witty and joyful creator hats as a founder of both the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and QuirkWorks Consulting, Annie P. Ruggles is growing community and legitimizing the correlation between pop culture and business trends. Annie, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Brilliantly potent. Are you trying to make me cry at the beginning (laughs) of an episode? Like, oh, oh, I wrote it down. Put that on my tombstone. Here lies Annie. She was brilliantly potent. That was gorgeous. Thank you. You are. Y'all own your potency. Own yes. your potency. And Nikita, thank you so much for that incredible intro and for having me here. Oh, thank you. You know, I have been dying to get you on the show. You lovingly <laughs> held a seat on your couch many, many moons back for me. And I was like, why has she not been on the BBP? What is happening here? I know you out there slaying dragons and helping people stop <laughs> to being sleazy in their cells. But I was like, make some room for me, Annie. I need you. I need you. <laughs> There's always room at my table for you, love. There's always a chair. Thank you. I would love for you to take a moment and just let everyone know why you decided to be the opposite of what so many people are in sales with that hard sales in your face, push, push, pressure, go. Like what came up for you in your life that you were like, this is not me. This is not what I want to do. And it's absolutely not what has to be done in order to grow a successful business. I was so anti that sleaze and anti that arm twisting that for years without even really thinking about it in my business, I just wouldn't sell at all. And so I would just like dazzle, 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 market, 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 deliver, 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 problem solve, problem solve, problem solve. And then at the end of the conversation, I'd be like, great to meet you. Bye. (laughs) And that is a really awesome way to accrue fans. Yeah. And it is a really awesome way to magnetize taker people to you. And it is an absolutely terrible way to sustain a business or to grow your impact or your dream. And it's a really easy way to kill your passion and purpose almost dead. And, Mm -hmm. and so what I honestly, it, it wasn't even me that helped me shift into this idea of, of owning, learning and teaching non sleazy sales because I'm not normally a very me centric person. It's something Mm -hmm. I've had to work on by reading this book called Selfish. You may have heard of it. Mm. Uh, Sounds like a good one. But, you know, I, I, I was looking at my own struggle and I thought in my business and I was looking at the fact that I was like losing money year over year and I was exhausted and I was working all the time. And I just saw that subconsciously as a personal failing. I'm doing something wrong. 
I need to figure this out. But then I wasn't really prioritizing that because air quotes, my clients need me. Air quotes, Mm -hmm. my clients need me. And so I looked at them and I saw that they were all in the exact same struggle as me. And have you ever heard that phrase, if everyone around you is a butthead, maybe you're the butthead? I haven't, but it's a good one. (laughs) mm -hmm. I was like, if everyone around me is broke, Mm -hmm. the common denominator among them is me. Right. So I, I said to them, send me all your sales calls. And half of them said, no, they're too embarrassing. And the other half said, what's a sales call? And I thought, oh, whoa. Wait. So yeah, I had to see the problem in them, even though they were modeling the problem for me. And that love of them and that feeling of responsibility to them and such deep belief in both their dreams and my own. I was like, we got to figure out this selling situation because too many people with their hearts on their sleeves and their songs in their hearts and their callings on display are going to go out of business if they feel like there's only one methodology available to them. Yeah. When in, in any way, sales is just opening yourself up to the art of receiving. That's it. That's it. And if I could teach people how to ask and receive as themselves and to feel so lit up in that receiving that they go and seek out more of it, then we're going to have heart-centered, mission-driven, ethics-intense businesses not only compete, but thrive. And I was like, I got to be a part of that. Mm, I mean, so many hashtag mic drop moments in that. (laughs) The biggest highlight, and I've never heard anyone say it, the way that you did selling is an opportunity for receiving. Like that is such a mind shift in the way to listen. I've heard, you know, selling is serving, right? Like, cause it's all about them. It's about them. It's giving them the opportunity to grow, to heal, whatever it is in the world that your product or service does. But when you flip it around, what I call flip hit manipulation, when you flip mm-hmm. it around that way and you're like, wait a minute, what am I getting out of this beyond monetary value for the business to grow, to pay your team, to handle your software costs, whatever that might be, what lesson underneath of it, what personal development lesson do I personally get selfishly when I step into selling, I get to work on my receiving muscle and I get to build that. And that's a huge because a lot of our listeners are helpers and healers. Um, yep. entrepreneurs, founders, and even the executives that are working in various organizations that listen, they typically default away from anything that's considered hard sales, hard relationship building, hard connection, because they see it as this brute force thing. But you're mm-hmm. teaching a way for them to get the outcome without doing it the way the world has told themselves has to be, because now they get to literally build their own receiving muscle, which is something that most of the people listening to this have struggled with. Yes. Yes. The receiving muscle, right? My definition of sales is the art of exchanging problem solving for money. 
Yeah. Right. And I wish we didn't have to do the money thing. I wish that, you know, I could pay my mortgage in goats or macrame or whatever anybody wants to give me that day. That would be gorgeous. Like (laughs) Uh I'm a little short tubby thing, like pay me in food. That's my love language. It's fine. But like I have bills to pay. Right. I have a team to pay. I can't very well be like, oh, I'm sorry. Would you like last night's leftover dinner? To my executive assistant, the answer was no, she's got to get paid, right? And so for me, it was never an issue to want to give of myself, not to my team, not to my clients, not to the world. It was never a question of, am I giving enough today? And I know a lot of your listeners, especially the coaches, especially the healers, especially the one-on-one service providers, know what that is to just give and give and give and give and give and give. But It took so many, Annie, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. I didn't know what that meant until I realized that serving without selling, right? Yeah. Is martyrdom. Yes. Ooh, I'm trying so hard not to clap and shake maracas in the mic and bust out people's eardrums. You, Annie saw me pull it back. Like I was like, hold on, hold on. Don't do it. Don't do it to them. Yes. 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 and And yes. And then the worst thing in the world would happen, which I saw happen to me, and I was it was very shadow and shamey for me a long time, is I would feel building resentment toward the people I was helping because our relationship was unbalanced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I was giving and giving and giving, and they were sending back love, maybe a testimonial, a couple bucks here and there. And I was going, well, I thought, you know, where are all the referrals or where's all the money or where's the upsell or where's the whatever. And buyers have to be asked and people that believe in you have to be asked for specific favors or testimonials or whatever they need. People need to be propelled to action. And so I was sitting there in entitlement and resentment, wondering when I was going to get my just desserts, when karma was going to come back around to me. And it's like, no, 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 no. I am blocking receiving. Yes. I am blocking my ability to say, I have a gift to the world that is my privilege to share And in exchange for that, I'm going to be compensated so that I can continue to sustain myself, to build a lifestyle that I want for my small family, to pay the team that allows me to put my good work out into the world and to grow to greater heights. In order to do that, I need money. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Annie. You make me sick in in the best way, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> you you know when it's you're like in those moments, and this is probably like the fifth time in the last this particular podcast has been available <laughs> since 2016. And this is honestly like the fifth time that I've wanted to throw my shoe through the screen <laughs> to the guests for one of those like I couldn't have said it better myself moments that the fact that people are listening to this and trying to figure out, well, how do I sell? What do I sell? How do I do it different? They have skills, they have gifts, they have talents. Many of them have paid lots of money for messaging and copying, but that mindset drop, that bomb that you just dropped, the shoe worthy throwing drop (laughs) of looking at how much you are not allowing your gift to truly create that imprint, you know, impact is part of the process, but 
you want to go all the way into the imprint, you cannot do that if you're not willing to ask your referral partners. You can't call someone a referral partner if you're not actually asking for referrals. But just because you like them a lot and you're like, oh, this person is cool. We have coffee a lot or I go to their events or they've attended some of my you know, free ev- events or webinars or whatever, doesn't make them a referral partner. Are they referring to you? Is the power mm-hmm. partner actually being powerfully reciprocal? Are the clients actual clients if they're not paying you? to be clients, but they're receiving all of your services and then giving you a shout out on IG saying my mentor, my coach, Mm -hmm. my advisor, my consultant. And is that filling your cup? Is that filling your bank account? Is that filling your team up with payroll? Right? Like, is that doing it? Or are you just pleading to your ego? Like I heard all of that in what you said, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. Which made me well think- again. There's a difference between fans, yeah. and clients, yeah. And it's not that clients can't become family. It's not that True. your business friends can't be your real friends. Like I think you and I are such a great example of this. Like, yeah, I love you, full love, not business yeah. love, not work friend love. I love you, and yeah. I know that you love me. Yes. and we know that we love each other. We don't have to defend it. We don't have to prove it. We just do. We've loved each other from the beginning and our love has grown, even mm-hmm. though we never see each other all that often. But here's the thing. On my birthday, which was just last week, you sent me a message that was like, happy birthday. And on mm-hmm. your birthday, I share your episode of our show. And so we're giving each other love in that way. However, mm-hmm. I know that even though you love me and even though I love you, and if somebody's in the right place at the right time to be like, Nikita, I need a non-sleazy salesperson. You're going to be like, oh, you need Annie. But yes. if I haven't said, hey, Nikita, my book is really good and not that many people have read it. Will you please bring me on your show to talk about the book? Or if I don't say, hey, Nikita, will you please send this book to three struggling coaches and just say Nikita sent me? Will you please do that? Unless I do that, I cannot raise an eyebrow or lift a finger of annoyance if you haven't done those things and just go, well, Nikita loves me. Why didn't she do it? She wasn't asked. Right. So another thing of the balancing of the friend or the fan or the peer relationship, another part of the balancing of that is balancing expectations with actual asking. Right. Mm. Like reciprocity doesn't even happen. Even when the love is there, you have to be willing to both ask and receive for what you want. And then the balance can come. Right. And then I can say, hey, Nikita, by the way, thanks so much for, you know, referring me to sacred. And could you please also let me know how I can be serving you right now? And maybe you'll say, yes, there's something immediately that I need. And maybe you'll say, all right, I got your marker. I'll let you know when I have a favor. And it doesn't matter, but if it's not broached, it doesn't happen. Yes, that is so true on so many levels. <laughs> I, I love that you tied this in because this comes up a lot for people who are feeling off kilter is the word that I'm going to use in their work-life balance and trying to create what I call sustainable businesses. Like, yes, we want you to scale them and grow them if that is your choice to do so. Because Mm -hmm. contrary to popular opinion, there are many people who are very happy being boutique and keeping it boutique. Amen, right? Like lots of people don't want to necessarily have 
a million employees or whatever they consider is high scale, high functioning, whatever, but sustainable business that allows you to thrive and have leisure and opportunities to what I say is being lazy, which is a little witty play on honoring your need for rest and power naps and cuddle time and and being not just okay with it, actually wanting it and creating your business so that you have it infused in it, which is a huge part of what I teach a lot of women founders and entrepreneurs. There's a way for you to create six weeks self locations if you want it, or just two hours a day of your time. Like there's ways for you to do that. And you don't have to mm-hmm. go to the other end and be sleazy and hard and over the top to make up for that time to appease your guilt because you actually created a life where you get to take a nap or go for a swim or skateboard, whatever it is that is your flavor. And a lot of people don't see that. To your point, Annie, when you're creating this and you're stepping fully into yourself and there's evolutions to it, right? The 35-year-old version of your full self is very different than the version that you are now, you know, approaching a different age and decade (laughs) (laughs) of life, right? Like it's a different version, (laughs) but you were fully yourself at that moment that you arrived Mm -hmm. at X number of years ago when you were 35, just like Mm -hmm. you're fully yourself in this moment when you give yourself permission to create a new business and to- pour out a different side of yourself that maybe your private clients had had access to without it being a a different stream or profit stream in your business. But now you get to pull that out and be what we were talking about in the green room. You get to be a teenager. Your business is 13 years old. You get to be rebellious and, and act up without being reckless. Yes. Yes. I get to while out a bit. I get to experiment a bit. And mostly, just like when when you're a teen, you know, you get out of the hellscape that is grade school for most people and certainly was for me. And then you bust into high school and the question is, who am I becoming? Right. Right? And so I'm out of business survival mode. I'm lucky. I've bled, sweat, and teared my way and asked and given my way to still being in business all these iterations and pivots later. And and now the question is, now that I'm out of entrepreneurial struggle, now that it's not how am I going to put food on the table today, now that I have the privilege and the honor of having consistent work, yeah. how do I honor myself yes. as the engine behind that? And ask myself, Annie, as you, as matriarch accidental, as community builder, as human Rolodex, as Muppet, as marketer, as salesperson, who am I becoming? Because whether or not I choose that, it will happen. Like your branding will be decided by your audience if you don't get strategic. My life, my path will be determined for me by my audience if I don't say, wait, 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 wait. But what I really want is this. If I don't choose while I'm on my way up to prioritize what I want, even if it doesn't make sense to the people that are hanging on to my cart, then when am I going to? When my business turns 26? Mm, 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 mm. That that last part was, that's a whole nother episode in and of itself, but I can't (laughs) not touch on it because a lot of people are, 
are concerned. I was trying not to use the word fearful because for some people it's full on fear. And for some people it's that analysis paralysis that comes with perfectionism. They want to do it, but that concern of, will it be good enough? Will it be right? Will it be quote unquote perfect is what kind of gets them stuck because they're looking at who those fans are, those raving fans that have been like, yes, Annie, go Annie. We love you. (laughs) And they're, they're not seeing that there's another quirky level to you, another consulting level to you, another business brewing in you, or maybe another profit division within the business you already have if you didn't want to isolate it and pull it out and create something almost completely separate but complementary. And some people will get stuck there saying, well, wait, these thousand people that are on my emails list, they may not accept this new change or this new addition. So maybe I can't do it right now. Maybe it's not time. Maybe I should just stay with what I know. And even though I feel like I'm busting out of my seams and wanting to take on this new challenge, this new version of me that I'm becoming, they literally start to push themselves inside themselves and play small. But to your point earlier, it will turn into resentment. Even if they're getting paid for them from those thousand people on their email list in some version mm-hmm. of courses and webinars or whatever it is that they're doing yep. with their products and services. And when you're doing that, you, you have to admit like, this is why you don't feel like you're in balance or in harmony or in integrity to who you are because you're not being honest. And you know, from way, way back in our previous green room conversations that we had on your show, I talked a lot about what I consider balance is the formula of admitting the truth of what you really want over the boundaries you create to achieve that truth as reality. And that's all it is. It's not 50, 50, anything it's, are you living in your truth and, or at least on route to aspire to be that without being bound to the expired expectations of other people, including yourself, including that five years ago version of you or heck five days ago version of you that might've said, well, this is all I can do this year or this month. And maybe you had a download or a dream, or you were talking with your forever lover and they were (laughs) like, listen, mama, like I see you in a very different expansive version of you and you being too scared to do it or too concerned because of perfectionism can really be a challenge. And I know that you see this in your business and in your professional relationships with people that you're nurturing with your the loving, witty way that you do it when you see so many opportunities for someone, but they're too concerned about what other people will think of them if they do that. And I know you just went through a, a nice revamp of your business and etched out a whole nother business level for yourself. Did any of those things come up for you or had you already been working on your mindset? So it was settled. Both. I mean, I work on my mindset all the time because I feel like we have an obligation to do that or we'll burn out and go cuckoo banana bread at like the exact same time. But yes, absolutely. All of that came up. But for me, what it felt like was permission. 
Mm-hmm. And for me, what it felt like was a grand return. Like before the non-CC Sales Academy, I had a small consultancy called the Idea Doula where I was doing marketing and I was birthing new businesses, thus Idea Doula. And Love I loved polishing people's stuff and I love showcasing people. Over on my show, it's an interview only show. I don't have any solo episodes because I just want to hang out with my friends, right? And so prioritizing collaboration again, prioritizing my life as an interviewer, prioritizing building community again. Uh, any of those things felt like a homecoming to me because I allowed it to be, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes when we evolve, we worry so much about what's dying and not what's coming up in the seeds of what's left fallow, right? And so it's it's so interesting to me how how this rebrand revamp is unfolding because if anything, it just feels like I'm being more true to myself that as a plucky 20 something was like, (laughs) Oh, I'm unemployable. Let's go write web copy for people. I'm feel more connected to her than I did in previous iterations because I'm allowing it to come back. I'm allowing it to come full circle, but this time I'm allowing myself to be the center of it and not try to shy away from the fact that I'm there. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally like, you know, I'm very verbal. So it's Mm -hmm. very telling when I don't have anything (laughs) to say (laughs) because there are so many that you guys can't see us and it's all good because I love to keep this podcast very traditional with audio only, but I'm throwing my hands and trying not to hit the microphone. Because Annie, you like you're you're highlighting, you're bolding, you're italicizing so many very important parts that we on our side of this podcast will have to do a really good job of pulling out these inspirational quotes and edutainment moments. But it is true. <laughs> like there's like 12 courses inside the last sentence that you just said. <laughs> truly, truly. There's so much to being bold enough to pivot into the person that you're becoming and not feeling that you have to be anchored to who you were, not disrespecting who who that person was, because that's who you needed to be at that moment in time. But now you need to be a different version of yourself so you can literally have that work life and love balance that, you know, I'm always talking about. And your forever lover, your man is, I'm sure, receiving the benefits of this agency that you're stepping into, this freedom, this powerful, in your case, femininity that you get to lean heavier into because now you're not rigid and cold because you're so stressed out and out of whack by the time you clock out from your journey that you have created in your entrepreneurial 13 years of teenager wisdom (laughs) and acting up. He gets like this beautiful, free, sexy, vibrant, flexible version of you at the end of the day, or maybe in the beginning of the morning, whatever your flavor, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I love that because that, that rebelliousness that you get to do with yourself is you literally choosing to grow and you saying, you know what? This is hard. It's okay. I'm afraid it's okay. This makes me nervous. That's okay. And I'm still going to do it anyway, because I can't stay at this place forever. I love being able to help other people put food on their tables and not just being worried about my own. 
Annie, this is exactly what I talk about in my mission to build stronger families that create these new multi-generational imprints from their own self-actualized wholeness. That's what that looks like. When you get to say, hey, me first, I'm investing in me, I'm filling my cup so I can give to you without the resentment, so I can give to you freely in my agency and feel powerful about it. And I can do even more for you. I can hear you clearly because I hear you saying, I want you to serve me so that you can receive what you're supposed to and I can be served by your selling. Like, oh my God, Annie P. Ruggles. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, woo. Okay. <laughs> when you are not wearing all of those hats, because I have so many things to say, but I'm trying to pull it back. When you are not <laughs> wearing all of your hats and loving on your man and loving on yourself and making sure the pets are taken care of because you're a pet mama, when mm-hmm. you're not doing that, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? I gave myself space in my home that is only for rest. So we are Mm -hmm. sitting in my office right now, which is actually the closet of a larger room Mm -hmm. and sharing a wall right here. We have the nap room because Mm -hmm. I never want to forget the importance of rest. So literally, if I'm sitting here at my desk, I'm like falling asleep at my desk, my back's hurting, the screen's killing me and all the things. Like, oh, if only I could rest. It's like, well, you literally put a day bed about a foot away. So are you going to complain or are you going to give yourself the room to rest? So I took away the barrier to resting of being like, well, I don't want to get in bed. I'll be there all day. Or like, oh, I can't stop. Well, I don't have to stop. I can literally go a foot away into a whole other space, rest a while. And then I don't over rest because the opposite is also true. Right on the other side of the wall, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel not the fun kind of lazy, the bad kind of lazy. Well, look at your office. It's right through the wall. So get up and get back to work, right? And so for me, it was just removing any physical objection that I would have to resting at all. I'm I'm here for it. And when we get done this show, I'll show you that my my resting chocolate couch is literally a foot away from me too for this very reason. Mm-hmm. I I love me some unapologetic power naps and um in any moment that my body is like, Hey you, you better listen to me before I start screaming. So and some if days I start I screaming take at you. Yeah, ex- exactly. And if I start screaming at you, no one is happy because no. the, the body is a whole lot louder than I am. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, right? yes. Ooh, okay. We talked about a lot from pivots to not needing to do what the world tells you have to do to be sleazy in yourselves, to owning the quirky and the wittiness of who you are, to being okay with being a teenager in your business and even in your life from a a mindset of doing something different than maybe the younger version of yourself would have done. And now I have to ask you, how can people connect with you so they can learn more? Oh, y'all. Well, if you are a podcast listener and you'd like to have a good chuckle in your strategy, stay in this podcast player and go on over to Too Legitimate to Quit, which is my small business strategy pop culture show. Look for my episode with Nikita, where we discuss this ridiculous movie called Malcolm and Marie that Nikita made me watch with Zendaya that like wrecked my life for a while. So (laughs) go get on that. But I'm a relationship person. And if you want to know me, I want to know 
know you. So what I encourage you to do is reach out to me on a platform with messaging. I live on LinkedIn. I live in LinkedIn chat. So find me, Annie P. Ruggles. Or if you're not a LinkedIner yet, uh, hit me up on Instagram at Anniepreneur. Send me a message. Let's talk. No, I love it. And of course, we'll make sure all of the links are down here. So if anyone is listening to this on their Peloton, riding a bike, pushing a baby, walking the puppy or playing with the frog, you know that the links are there for you to come back to and bookmark this. Good for you if you're on your Peloton right now. Good for you. I I know that's right. Good for you. You do-gooders No, Let me stop. Annie, thank you so much for carving out time out of your very full plate schedule. I appreciate you. I do love you. You know that. And I am thrilled that you were able to open up and just share everything that I knew that you would, because this is how we talk off air too. So this was Mm -hmm. fantastic. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. Balance Bowley listeners, I hope that you had pen and paper for that. If not, it's okay. You can save it and push replay. If you are new to the BBP, you know I have two specific requests that, well, actually, if you're new, you don't know. If you're new, then be prepared. I'm unapologetic in my ask. But if you are not new, you know I have two specific requests. So the first is that you just take a moment, come into your body, And think of at least one person specifically by name and face, by energy, by smell. Use all your senses to think of the one person who can be most impacted by hearing Annie's story and all that she just dropped. Because it was mic drop after mic drop. That was a whole masterclass, y'all. So I hope you really, really (laughs) got that. Like for real. Just think of that one person and share it with no context. So when you send this episode, don't give any information other than something like heard this dope interview, thought of you, check it out and let me know what you think. You can just leave it right there and then you can have a conversation about it after. The second thing I have to ask is that you enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly.